Welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. Fitness, nutrition, and lifestyle programs created for your goals and your reality. No magic pills, no judgments, and no time to waste. Let's get into it. Hello and welcome to the Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. My name is Justin McClintock and today we're going to talk about your weaknesses. We're going to get into what they are, where they come from, how to fix them, and also talking about whether you need to worry about them at all. So weaknesses, when we're talking about fitness, generally generally we are talking about something that you are quote unquote not very good at. Perhaps it is a strength weakness. Maybe your deadlift is relatively weak compared to your back squat. It might be a skill weakness. It might be something that you have the requisite strength for, or we believe you have the requisite strength for, but you just have a hard time doing it. You can shoulder press 200 pounds, but you can't do a handstand pushup, right? Same range of motion relatively, but it's just harder. It's a completely different skill. Certainly, before we spend a bunch of time diagnosing a weakness and figuring out where it came from, what it's caused by, how we can fix it, we want to make sure it's actually a weakness. Is this something that matters? One of the ways we do this is strength balance testing. We will, and we've done this with many, many clients, we will put you through a battery of tests. Usually this takes like four or five days. You can do it on your own. If you have a requisite training age, you know what you're doing. But it's basically doing a bunch of lifts and looking at your strength balance, one lift relative to another lift. We do this all basically within a week, partly so we're not relying on old one rep maxes that are really far apart from each other. You deadlifted 600 pounds in 2019 and you back squatted 450 in 2014, but we're talking in 2021. Those numbers don't necessarily help us right now. So we will look at all of your lifts and get really specific. There's some single leg stuff, single arm stuff, vertical pulling in different planes, all this great stuff, and look for any holes. We have numbers. We know what we would like these numbers to be relative to your body weight, relative to the weight you can move on a bar, whether it's back squat, which should be about 80% of your deadlift, for example. And we're looking for red flags, anything that sticks way out. I just said back squat should be 80% of your deadlift. That's true. If your back squat is 83% of your deadlift or 78% of your deadlift, I'm not worried about it. I'm not going to spend any time there. Now, if your goal is a 600 pound back squat and your back squat is currently 500 pounds, is that a weakness? No. It's just a goal we're going to work on. You might be weak relative to your competition, but that doesn't mean back squat is a weakness for you. If you have a 500 pound back squat and a 900 pound deadlift, then back squat is a weakness for you, right? We're looking at that relativity to you as a person, how you perform these things, not just a goal that happens to be further away for you than it might be for someone else. This absolutely relates to skill, strength, speed, all of that stuff. So recognizing these weaknesses, strength balance testing is a great way to do it. Other ways to do it, are other kinds of testing. But we're generally looking for to isolate these elements so we can figure out what's going on and then start making them better. These elements might be flexibility-based. It might be mobility-based. 
if your squat is a weakness compared to your deadlift and we go through your strength balance testing, before we ever do that, we will have done a movement screen on you. And if we find that your right ankle dorsiflexion is only one inch and your left ankle dorsiflexion is four and a half inches, guess what? I figured out why your back squat is lagging. Now, this is going to be a multi-level problem that will take some significant addressing because we are trying to improve your ankle dorsiflexion, assuming that's possible, assuming it's not like a bony block. If you're someone who twisted their ankle 17 times in high school and your bones have reshaped, maybe we have to talk about different ways to squat or different uh, bars that you can squat with, different styles of squat, that kind of stuff. We may well be looking at changing that movement significantly to get you where you wanna go, but, if you don't have the flexibility for a given movement, you are unlikely to be able to really build that up and get stronger in it. So we will look at your flexibility, we will look at your mobility, then we will start looking at your strength balance in that order. I didn't mean to leave it out early because everyone gets a movement screen with us. It's just the way we roll. So if you are trying to address a weakness, it's really important that you start at flexibility and mobility. Before you get really excited about a particular part of the second pull of your clean, let's make sure that your front rack is even where we want it to be. Let's make sure your hips can extend in the way that we're asking them to, especially dynamically under load, before we get really technical and complicated. And believe me, I like getting technical and complicated, but it may not be where we want to start in rooting out those weaknesses. Doubling back on weaknesses, are they goal-driven? We also want to know, are they a priority for you? Maybe they're part of your general goal, especially if your general goal is being happy, healthy, fit, looking good, being able to jump off of a couch when you're older, all of those things. But are they something that you're worried about? For example, I have, I can think of a client right now who's perfectly fit, perfectly healthy, does a great job, comes to group classes, does some one-on-one -on -one programming. And this client's pull-ups are a little bit weak. They have a great dumbbell strict high pull, Squats are good, strength balance. Pull-ups are just a little bit weak, but they have pull-ups. They can do six or seven strict pull-ups. And if you're saying, Justin, you're being a jerk, I can't do one pull-up, this is relative to a very specific person. For this person, we would expect them to be able to do 12 to 14 pull-ups. And they can do six or seven. However, they're perfectly happy. They're totally happy doing six or seven pull-ups. They don't race for pull-ups very often. They like doing them once in a while. They like getting stronger there. Could we make them stronger? Yes. Could we get them 12 pull-ups? Absolutely. Is it a priority for them? No. Because it's not a priority, I'm not going to insist that they spend a lot of time there. It's not a safety issue. It's not a health issue. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm doing something immoral or unethical by not making their pull-ups better, especially because they don't care really important. Double check with yourself before you start spending a bunch of time improving a skill or trying to fix your overhead squat or get better at slacklining or whatever the weaknesses you're working on. Just make sure it's a priority for you. I'm assuming if you're trying to address it, it is. But the amount of times I've had this conversation and then finished with, all right, is this really a priority for you? Like, is it something you're willing to spend extra time on? Is it something you're willing to give up part of your workout every day to chase this weakness? And if the answer is, oh, no, I don't, I don't really want to spend extra time on it. 
I don't really want to do anything. I just, I just kind of wish it was better. You know, if it happens, it happens, that'd be great. But I don't, it's not something I want to spend time or money on, then great. It's not a priority. And don't feel bad about it not being a priority. Your priorities are your priorities. That's super important. We stand by that unreservedly. If it's not a priority, don't spend time on it. So we've recognized your weaknesses. We've made sure they're driven by your goals. We made sure they're priority for you. We started to drill down into the cause. Is it flexibility? Is it mobility? Is it strength balance? If you have a cause, it's fairly easy to reverse engineer a solution. Relatively easy to this sort of thing. Uh, if you have an exercise background, you can probably think of a program. If you find out that your dumbbell strict high pull is weak relative to your pull-ups, Yes, the answer is going to be doing some high pulls. We'll also probably do some rotator cuffs, some stabilization work, depending on how things feel, making sure we don't get you sore and beat you up all the time. But generally, yeah, we start programming for that weakness. If you have multiple weaknesses, one of the reasons we like drilling down to sort of root causes and trying to see where these issues come from, they may be related. If you are someone, and we see this a lot with competitive athletes, competitive CrossFit types, people like that, if you are someone who has a list of weaknesses, a list of things you're not good at, write them down, write them down on a piece of paper and start finding ways that they're related. If your handstand pushup is weak and your thruster is weak and your wall ball endurance isn't very good and your uh, single arm, your dumbbell snatch is relatively weak, it sounds like your pressing is weak. It sounds like your shoulders in generally, your vertical pressing, overhead support, that kind of stuff, that might be a weakness. So instead of spending a bunch of time practicing wall balls and a bunch of time practicing dumbbell snatches and a bunch of time chasing five or six disparate things, maybe we can have one program that works at the root cause of that. Maybe we can do some dumbbell overhead pressing, some dumbbell overhead carrying, some sandbag overhead carrying for stability, some bottoms up kettlebell work that kind of stuff, one program that can make all of these things better. I'm serious. If you are someone who has multiple weaknesses, write them down, put them next to each other. I bet they all have something to do with each, with each other. And it might be flexibility. It might be, oh, my hips don't actually extend that way, which is why my clean isn't very good, which is why I have a hard time running fast for long distances, which is why I have a hard time getting really explosive and jumping onto a box. All of these things may come from your hips. So instead of building you a running program and building you a full Olympic lifting program and building you a full plyometric agility program, maybe we can do some, a couple of things a couple of times a week to make your hips better, stronger, more flexible, more mobile, more agile, more resilient, more durable. And all of those things will start to, to get better. Might you also need some specific Olympic lifting programming? Yeah, maybe. But until we can get your hips moving the way they want to, it's not going to be super effective. I am not saying you need to stop your training. I'm saying that fixing this weakness starts at the root cause, start there, and your results will be massive. It's so much better. And it's not necessarily a very long program. This is often the kind of stuff with some dedicated work, we can make changes in six to eight weeks. And that's nothing. If you've been training for a while, six to eight weeks is maybe a cycle. Imagine if, if you've been working on this for a long time, if it has been consistently a problem, and we can make it better in eight weeks. Yeah, of course, you would do that. 
and you keep doing your other training, assuming it doesn't interfere. Once in a while, we might see a program. If we are writing a corrective program and you're following another coach's program, we might say, okay, well, because we're doing all of this hip stuff and it's going to be really taxing and we want to work on your flexibility, maybe we're not going to do these, you know, this movement or these couple of movements on the same days that you're doing our corrective stuff. That's it. You can keep training, you can keep doing your work, and you can start digging down to the root cause of your weaknesses, assuming they are weaknesses. Last thing on this, I said it before, this is what I want to end on. Do not let yourself feel bad if you are not great at something, but you don't care that you're not great at something. There's always going to be someone who's stronger. There's always going to be someone who's faster. There's always going to be someone who's better at a thing than you are at that thing. Make sure that it is really a priority for you. Make sure that it really comes, it springs from goals you have for yourself and not just trying to keep up with someone else or look like someone else or hang with someone else because they're the cool person in a room. That motivation is weak. It's not gonna get you where you actually wanna go and you end up spending a lot of time, a lot of energy, both mental and physical, chasing something that doesn't even exist. Your weaknesses are your weaknesses because your goals are your goals. We love fixing them. We love helping people short weaknesses, but it has to come from you. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for listening. As always, if you can review us on the Apple Podcasts, the Spotify, the Google Play, all the places. Reviews help a lot. Drop five stars there if you can while you're at it. Hit us up on Instagram at feelstrongfit. It's generally the best and fastest way to get in touch with us. Check out the website, feelstrong.me. If you want to fill out a consult, you want to get started, fill out an intake form. Drop a whole load of information right in front of us, and we will find out if you are a good fit. We don't work with everyone, but we will talk to anyone. If you think this kind of stuff is for you, it may well just be. Get in touch. I look forward to hearing from you. I'm Justin McClintock. Feel strong. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. Please visit us at feelstrong.me. Find us on Instagram at feelstrongfit. You can DM us to get started, pick our brain, rate and review us on iTunes. Please, five stars there. It makes a really big difference. And folks, remember, we don't work with everyone, but we'll talk to anyone. If you're ready to get started today, so are we. Thank you again and feel strong. <laughs>